Welcome to the Moments of Joy podcast. My name is Camille Joy and I'm the host of this show. This podcast is dedicated to a very special group of parents, parents raising children with disabilities. There are an estimated 240 million children across the globe living with disabilities. And here on this podcast, it is my goal to create community for the parents raising them. Community locking arms from all over the globe. I pray that as you listen to each episode that has been handcrafted for you, you leave encouraged, you leave strengthened, you leave educated, and you even leave with some resources. So come on into the room, take off your shoes, relax, come on and take a seat on the couch and let Let's experience moments of joy. Welcome back to another episode of the Moments of Joy podcast. (laughs) My name is Camille Joy and I'm your host of this show. And I want to welcome back the MVP. You know, I like to start off this show by welcoming back the MVPs, the most valuable players, the ones that press play on every single episode. You guys are used to me saying that by now, but if you're new, I want to just welcome you to the show, welcome you to this community, and I want to invite you to listen back. Well, in this archive, if you're listening on audio, there's over a hundred episodes to experience. Although recently there's been a rebrand and we've just now become a podcast for special needs parents, there's still some really good shows with really good guests and I'm sure it will encourage you nonetheless. So you can go back and find out what I'm all about. Today's topic is going to be about resources and community. One thing that I know well is resources and another is finding and growing community. So we're going to get into that. My therapist She said, Camille, I'm impressed with you. (laughs) She said, you are so resourceful and you have the gift of problem solving. And I said, wow, I've never thought about that. And so I realized that maybe some people may not know what I'm going to share. So I'm going to just start sharing resources. If you are... um, a parent and you have a child and you think there may be some delays. I've spoke about this on a previous podcast, but there is something called early intervention. And that is a program that exists all throughout the United States. It's called something different in every state. I know up North where I'm from, it's called birth to three down here in Texas. It's called something different, but every state has it. And What early intervention is, is a list of, it's a a place of resources for your child. They can have speech therapy, sometimes occupational therapy, um, different things to work with them to get them on the level that they should be on developmentally. Before there's ever a diagnosis, and many children who receive birth to three services don't even need, have a need for a diagnosis after. Not because of the early intervention, just because they may have never had a disability. They just might've needed someone to work with them along the way. And so you can find out who that is in your area by using Google or 211. Google and 211 are my favorite resources 
Very simple to access 211. You pick up your phone in the United States and Canada and you dial 211. It's a UNICEF number, but it is going to put you in touch with someone who can give you the resources you need around your area. So say you're looking for respite, respite care in your area, and you have no idea how to get started, how to find someone um, that can help you with your child or your adult, you find respite. Respite is relief for the caregiver. So it's a short period of time of rest or release, relief for the caregiver. Um, this means, say you have a teenager or a 19 or a 20 year old, and you're not able to leave your child with anyone or your adult with anyone. You are their primary caregiver, but you have to go on a trip for work. Now what? Well, here's respite care. There are respite care houses. There are respite care centers positioned all across the globe. Well, all across the United States. And these people can watch your child or adult for you while you do what you need to do. Sometimes it is covered by private insurance. Sometimes it is covered by Medicaid. But respite care is, in my opinion, like finding a needle in a haystack. But once you find it, it can be very useful. Um, I think that for a lot of us, we need help. But we're also fearful because our, some of our children are, not, are nonverbal. Some of them you'll never hear words from because they may be in in wheelchairs or, you know, they may just be nonverbal because of the diagnosis that they have. And so many fears are associated with leaving them with someone that you don't know. And so I will say to that, I understand but I also want to encourage you to utilize some kind of help so that it's not just always you. And there can be rest and relief for the caregiver. It can be a family member or a friend that you train, but trust someone. I know it's hard because I have a five-year-old who's just finding himself, I'll say. <laughs> and I looked at my husband the other day. I said, we can't leave him with anyone. Look at him. And that's a real fear because we, we want no one to take advantage of our children. But at some point, we'll have to trust someone. Or you'll have to be okay with being the one who's always there. All right. So my next resource, I want to talk about something. Everyone's always asking for financial help. So I want to highlight SSI. It is available in the United States. It is based off of your income. So if you are a low income family and you are really in need of help, social security is available for your disabled child. You can apply online or in person and you can receive monthly benefits for your child who is disabled as long as you remain below a certain income line and it's for people who really need help on top of that other financial private financial grants are available you can google them in your state 
by simply looking for grants for disabled families in Texas, grants for disabled families in New York, grants for disabled families and find them. Part of being resourceful is going on the hunt, getting on your computer and hunting for what you need. No, we know as families raising children with disabilities, no one's gonna tell you anything. Half the time you will find out a resource from another parent. It's really like a needle in a haystack, but you have to find it. They're out there. Another thing is nonprofits. There are nonprofits that provide financial assistance and relief to families raising children with disabilities. So look up SSI grants nonprofit, the disability Medicaid waiver in the United States is another amazing resource. I wanna take my time on this one because it's really hidden in a lot of states. I learned about it from a woman and um, I had never heard about it before. But what it is is a set amount of money that each state puts aside for disabled individuals. Um, this money is not always, um, the, the parent's income is not always taken into consideration, but in some states they are. But this money is for resources, Things like putting a ramp in your home if your child needs a wheelchair accessible home, special shoes, um, getting a ramp in your car, providing care in the summertime, respite, personal care assistance, um, different things that your child might need along the journey. Some states have 30K a month. Some states have 50K a month. I Minnesota, a woman told me all that she had received in one year, and it was... Um, wonderful there are wait lists there are pretty long wait lists in some states texas has a wait list of 13 years but then a state like virginia you may get through the list in one year to six months so i want you to google that resource disability medicaid waiver or disability waiver this has nothing to do with medicaid insurance this is something totally different this is money and not money that will ever go in your bank account but money that is for the use of your child for the rest of their life did you hear that that was major to me for the rest of their life as long as you remain in that state all right and so it is important for you to remember for all of us to remember that google is our friend i got a comment the other day that said don't believe everything you read on google and that's true you know, especially when we go Googling diagnosis, diagnosis and things like that when we don't feel good. But not when it comes to finding resources. This is a world wide web. So use it. Even if you're in the UK, you're listening from Australia, Africa, we have Google as our friend. So look up financial help or nonprofits, even in the United States that work with People in Africa, there are plenty of people here that do. You have to find the resource and become resourceful. And I know, I know it's draining. I know. But it, it's, it, again, it comes to you either want the resource or you want to get frustrated and say there's nothing out here. There's a lot out here. We just have to find it. All right? Because I know some, I hear a lot because I have this community I'm the leader of this community, and I hear parents all the time say, well, I can't, find, you know, there's not resources out here. There are. 
We just have to find them. One of the major ways that I've been able to find resources is in the support groups. So I want to push you to get into support groups. One of the ways that I've found support groups in my area, being new here, I just moved here. I'm in year three of living here. We knew nobody. We didn't have friends, hardly didn't have family here in this new state. So in order to find community, I started online building community. That's why you guys are here because you are the answer to my prayers. You, I get a lot of messages that say, well, thank you so much. You know, we love you for all that you do. But you guys are really an answer to my prayer because you provide me with community when I didn't have one. That's why you mean so much to me. But community is so important. So if you have a child with a disability and, you know, you don't have not one person you can inbox on Facebook, not one person you can inbox on Instagram, not one person you can call that understands, I'm going to personally challenge you by the end of this year, you got September, you got October, you got November and December to find community. That means you're going to say to yourself, self, <laughs> whatever your name is, I'm going to find a friend. Not a friend that you need to get anything from, but a friend that understands when Mason could not sleep at night and I was on day four of being up all night. And by all night, I mean 11 to eight in the morning and 11 to eight in the morning again, and maybe three to six in the morning when there was no one else to call that understood. I had a mom shout out to Kiki, shout out to Agatha, shout out to these moms that I've met Dana shout out to these moms that I met. I already knew Kiki, but Agatha and Dana, I met online. I never even met them in person still today. And if I need them, I call them. Agatha is a humble woman. She's a mom of two autistic boys. She's a short Asian woman. And I probably would have nothing else in common with her, but our children being autistic. And she's one of my rocks. I don't talk to her all the time. But if I need her, I send other parents to her as well. If they're in her state, I say, Agatha, can you help this person? Agatha, can because she helped me. That's what community is. Um, I know culturally sometimes it can be hard to open up those arms and receive community. It can be so many barriers. But jump in this challenge with me. I want to challenge you to find community. Open up your arms to allow people to be there for you so that you don't have to go along this journey alone. You can be married and still be alone in this because maybe your spouse doesn't understand the diagnosis or you're carrying the load alone. You need a community. It takes a village to raise a child. That's what they say, and they say it for a reason. It is very true. When a child grows up, it's not just you, the parents, that they'll think about. They'll remember counselors and teachers and the guy at the grocery store. They'll remember people who implanted into their future. And so we need community to help us along the way. You're able to find support groups by calling again, 211 
I found support groups by using Google. Um, 211, I joined a lot of, I, I even went to the library. When Mason was newly diagnosed, I went to the local library and I joined this toddler group that they were having. In the toddler group, I ended up joining an email list from the University of Houston. On the email list, they, they sent out something about parents raising children with disabilities and and I connected with this person and she I don't even know I'm overwhelmed sometimes at the amount of resources that this one person sends to her email list for parents in Houston those are the things you have to show up you never know what kind of treasure you'll find also you can utilize social media Right now, I'm going through the process of unfollowing people that don't bring value. I want to follow a lot more parents raising children with disabilities. I follow my subscribers on Instagram, those that pay 99 cents to follow me and get into our group chats. I follow them back. All of my parents in the support circle, I follow them back because guess what? I want to know them in real life. And I don't know everything, right? I talked about Agatha and Kiki and Dana they taught me. Their children are older than me. They're, two of them are married. They have wisdom. Okay? Because everything is affected when you have a child with a disability. And, and I don't want to... I know that I'm speaking to our pain points, but I don't want you all to feel like this is like... It's, it's not a gloom and doom and depressing thing. In these support groups, you find out, hey... I don't need to be sad about this diagnosis. Hold up. This is something that, you know, waves of grief may come where I might grieve the fact that, you know, I I had dreams. And that's all right. I might grieve this diagnosis because it is heck of hard, right? And that's okay, but but I I'm finding joy in this thing. That comes about through support. Moms and dads, they they don't harbor or hoard information and resources. They share it. So get on social media, whether that's Twitter for you or LinkedIn, whether it is YouTube, Facebook. Facebook is where I'm in two groups. I'm in the Black Autism Mom group. I'm in a um, Autism Parent group. I'm in a Houston Autism group. I'm in a Congenital Heart Disease group. I am in a... Um, tiny superheroes group for parents facing children with disabilities. I just gave you guys five groups and whatever your child's diagnosis is, you can find that in a Facebook group. You'd be surprised. And those moms are normally open and welcoming and you'll find support there and you'll find that you're not alone along the journey. If you need anything, drop it in the group. And you'll see. And hey, the support circle is here. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Join the support circle for real 24-7 support with parents that are all over the world. Um, I, I wanted to start the support circle because after pouring into parents on Instagram and getting so many DMs, I realized that I can't respond to every DM, but I don't want a parent to lose community. And then still be home with no one and no answer. 
Because if I have 150 DMs, there's no possible way I can respond just for my own mental capacity. But since I don't know all the answers anyway, there's a place that I'm cultivating, that I'm going to nourish, that I'm going to make sure it grows um, beautifully. And we're able to all learn from each other called the support circle. All right. And so I want you guys to find community, even even on Instagram too. find community, TikTok. Oh, my God, that TikTok is amazing. Find community there. So I've been talking a lot about resources and about community. So I hope that you've learned the value in both and not to forsake either one to embrace both along this journey. There's so many of you who have grown children and you, you encourage me along this way of, you know, speaking out and you'd say, I wish I had this when my child was five. I wish I had this when my child was two. That warms my heart. Um, because I look forward to being there for parents. I'm in position y'all. Yep. And I look forward to sharing different guests with you guys and learning with you and going along this journey. I love y'all in real life. All right. So I look forward to continuing to encourage you. Always remember that you have the option to choose joy. Comment down below what you thought about this episode. Share it with a friend or a family member who you know is raising a child with a disability. And I'll see you next week. All right. Bye bye.